This is the MagicWordPodcast.com. We are now beginning the third and final day of Magic at the Beach, and it has been just a lot of fun. Everything is pretty compact. Uh, again, all being in the theater here, that is all the contests, close-up stage and everything, uh, as well as the lectures, the evening shows, etc., with just the dealers that are across the way over at the Dave & Buster's that we've talked about a little bit. Uh, one of the people I want to talk with here this morning is someone that I spoke with at the Collectors uh, several months ago when we were in Cleveland. And he has his own collection, actually, so you can go back and listen to that. It's quite interesting about uh, what he's got in his collection. But uh, uh, here he is, Cato Holler. Hey there, Cato. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> and so what have you enjoyed about this convention so far? I have no problems at all. This has been a wonderful convention. I've been to the two previous ones, and I was just uh, so so pleased that uh, Dave took the, the steer by the horns and coordinated another one. This has just been an exceptional convention this year. What do you think about the venue that they've got here? I think it's great. The, 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 Where did they hold it before? Where did they used to have the convention? Uh, this was uh, at a different venue, and I'm trying to remember the name of it. Uh, gosh, I can't recall, Rhino fan. But okay, it was some place away. That uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it was at a different site, like a hotel or something. Yes, or? yes, okay. it was at a hotel here yeah. on, on the beach. But uh, uh, I can't say enough good things about this one. Yeah, this is really nice, I think, and the, the people are really great. Now, you are, I'm going to say in Virginia. Where are you, though? Uh, we're in western North Carolina, oh, North uh, Carolina. Marion. It's about 32 miles uh, east of Asheville. Okay. We're up in the mountains. I remember we talked about Asheville then last time. And for those people who may not have listened to the collector's uh, convention reports over there, tell us a little bit uh, about your collection. Well, uh, I've been collecting magic for a number of years now. I yeah. enjoy magic history and, uh, and uh, magic collectibles and we have a, our own little in-house theater, and uh, our collectors are on, uh, collections are on display there. And I think I said at the last uh, podcast, we uh, love having uh, visiting magicians in to uh, take a tour of our place. We actually have a cave beneath the house, so we take cave tours as well. Yeah. And uh, we just have a, have a great time there. Well, that was what your wife was saying. You know, Kato, t- t- tell them more about this. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that cave is amazing. Right, right. And uh, uh, we uh, we collect uh, all sorts of apparatus and, and illusions. And uh, But you specialize in one thing, don't you? Is there something I was thinking that you had? Uh, I like uh, small metal apparatus, uh, fire, fire globes and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And and uh, uh, obedient balls, I enjoy uh, uh, yeah. that type of apparatus. Now, from here, you would be what? About two hours drive, I guess, from... Uh, uh, it's a little, little further from the beach here. It's more like four hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And I yeah. assume you drove down. You didn't fly? We, we did. We yeah. drove. And uh, we actually have a son here. Uh, Oliver uh, has a residence here at, oh, at Myrtle okay. Beach. So is he out of college or is he uh, uh, working? Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. He, uh, uh, he's an adult now and he uh, has a DeLorean time machine. In fact, he, uh, really? he uh, operates the time machine at uh, various functions and raises money for the Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's Research. So he brings that uh, car around to different functions, he, and then they, they collect he, money. He, he just got back from uh, an event that he sponsored out in uh, in California. Wow. Uh, it was a, a Back to the Future Part 3 reunion sort of thing uh, in Northern California. So he, has he ever met Michael J. Fox and uh, yes. some of the guys, and, and fact, Christopher uh, Lloyd? And, uh, oh, yes. He, he knows all of them. And yeah. uh, Michael J. has complimented him on the, he's raised close to a million dollars for, oh for research. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, showing his uh, uh, time machine. Wow. So, uh, what what does your son do then? I mean, it sounds like that he's he, he's an artist. Yeah, okay. yeah. He uh, he's an independent contractor, and he's worked for Disney and the MGM and, and various another. Uh, uh, so, does he actually drive the car around? He loves driving it. We asked him why he didn't tow it. He said that half the fun is driving the the, the time yeah. machine. Yeah. So uh, he he gets a kick out of that. I think it would be kind of fun. You know, they got the flux capacitor there and everything. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Because I have a friend who has a DeLorean. Uh, Trixie Bond's husband, uh, Mark oh, yeah. Axford, has one, and. Uh, he gets it out every like each week, and he will kind of blow the cobs out of it. You know, it leaves right, it in the garage. Right. But uh, and they have a DeLorean club, you know, and, and apparently that they have a place still for DeLoreans to get repaired in Houston. So uh, a lot of times you'll see DeLoreans around town, which it's like exactly. out of the out of the past. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. He uh, just recently had some work done in his car in Seattle, I think. Uh, after the last convention. So yeah. he's got a, a couple of places across the country that he visits routinely to have maintenance work done. Yeah. Well, I did want to talk a little bit about uh, last evening's show uh, that we haven't really had a chance to, to go through that. And uh, we had uh, Carrie Pollock, who was actually uh, the MC of the show, and uh, kicked off then with uh, Christian. Uh, no, I think it was Adam. Um, was it Adam? 
I believe, um, Amazing Adams, I believe. No, Christian Miro actually had uh, that. And then it was Amazing Adam, Eric Buss, and then Wacky Chad, uh, all great. Uh, act something that uh, comes to mind from one of those that was outstanding for you? Oh, I, I thought uh, Terry was an exceptional MC. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, the acts were superb. And yeah. I'm, I'm looking so forward to this evening's uh, performance, yeah. too. Uh, yeah. I think this has been a stellar convention overall. Yeah, they're all outstanding acts, I think, and each one a little bit different, you know, from comedy and mentalism. and They were a, a great variety, and that, that's what makes for a good show. Yeah, yeah. And, and Kerry was not just an MC; He was doing bits in between. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that he's known for. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So have you seen Kerry's uh, show down in Hilton Head? I have not. Yeah. I have not. I mean, but, it's uh, a little bit further out of the way for you. but Right, but I, I've seen him perform at some of the conventions before. Yeah. He's always a hit. Probably is around here more often since yes. it's on the East Coast. He doesn't travel much like he used to. That's right. Yeah, since he's got a club. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's just been so much fun. It has. Uh, and have you got something out of the lectures? Uh, I I enjoyed the, the tales of the uh, you know last night. Uh, last night, oh, I thought that was great. It was a late, late evening show. I'm not a night, late night person, but I stayed over for that. And, yeah. Uh, uh, th- things that can happen. They say if, if it can happen, it will happen. Tales from the Road. That was pretty funny. Yeah. I uh, had recorded that and going to have that as a separate episode sometime oh, that, later. That'll be great. That'll be great. I'll, I'll tune in on that. That was fun. Cato, thanks very much. Good talking to you. So good to see you again. You as well. Fine. So with the Magic Word Podcast. That was Cato Holler. Scotty out. We have talked a little bit uh, yesterday with some of the uh, contestants, and I'm here with another contestant who was not only in the stage yesterday, but in close-up again here today, Ray Hardy. Hey there, Ray. Hi. <laughs> Glad that you could uh, join us. And so, have you competed in past contests uh, at the Magic at the Sea? No, this is the, the first one I have competed in, yes. Okay. What uh, inspired you to come and do that? Well, I just wanted to get some feedback from the volunteers and well as the judges and see what I can improve in my act, and uh, I've got some good feedback. And so next time I compete in a contest, I'll know some things to do, to do and not to do. Okay. So, and I yeah. really appreciate the uh, info from the judges. Yeah. It, you know, it's a good place to try to grow. Uh, you belong to a local club? Uh, I do, someplace? here in Myrtle Beach. Uh, okay. Yes. And do you uh, perform then uh, during the club meetings? I do. Every meeting I'll do something. That's great. I always encourage people, number one, to belong to a club. Number two is to attend the meetings. And then number three, to uh, perform as often as you can because that's where you're going to be getting some of your best feedback from your friends who are going to be honest with you. Right. Fully agree. Yes. So uh, I'm glad they encourage you to finally, you know, get into do this. What kind of uh, work do you normally do? What kind of shows do you do? Well, I do the stage shows. I do mostly. I've gotten more into the uh, street magic because okay. I've been doing the slot of ham now over 30 years, and I find it to be uh, more entertaining with the volunteers uh, doing street magic mm-hmm. because it's right in their face, and as they would say, and. Uh, so, you get immediate I, feedback, too. Yeah. Whether they like it or not with the right money, away, too. And they'll tell you. Yeah. They, if they see something, they'll say, hey, I saw that, you know. And uh, so I've gotten more into the street magic, the close-up, and I had the stage. Uh, now, when you do street magic, we've had uh, Wacky Chad, who is talking here, and he does, like, unicycling and uh, skateboarding and, and crazy things like that. Do you do close-up? Do you try to do a little stage? I do or? close-up. I don't do any of the things that Wacky Chad does. I do cards and coins and rings. My favorite thing to do on the street is borrowing a lady's ring and making it disappear and reappear on a key case okay. uh, that's been in view the whole time. So that's been one of the things that... Uh, I've worked on for years and gotten real good at that. And I kind of wish I had done that for the close-up here. I think I'd have got a better response if I had borrowed Lady's Ring and made that happen. But the street magic, I find it being more stronger for me. Uh, and I get more response from the people, the volunteers on the street. And as you know, when you're doing street magic, they're all around you. Right. So you you have, you got to be good at what you're doing for them to be all around you. Yeah, yeah, all angles. So. Borrowing a volunteer's ring, particularly as a street magician, this is, uh, I think, an important question, and I hope people who are listening will take uh, take your answer to heart. How do you go about getting that? Because you're, first of all, a stranger, and you're some street scum. You know, I mean, some people just think, uh, you know, what, what's this bum doing? I'm not going to give him my ring. Right, How do you right. get a ring? Well, I have a ring that I use myself, just in case the lady don't want to give up her ring, and I've had that to happen. I mean, but, you go from woman to woman and say, hey, can you give me, give me uh, your ring? I'll just have to let you know, lady sitting here, can I, we have a lady don't mind taking their ring off. No diamonds, please. Just, a, you know, regular ring if you have it. Uh, 
If you don't, I have my ring here. But what I'd like you to do is put your initials on this ring. So it's wide enough that they can actually mark the ring uh, in any way, their initials or a number, and then I can make that ring magically disappear and reappear as well. Wouldn't it be easier to perhaps borrow a man's ring rather than a, uh, a lady's ring? Well, I get more response out of the ladies' ring because okay. the, the, the ladies seem to be, they value that ring more than, uh, I must say, than the men do. Uh, no, I understand what you're saying. So. Yeah, it's, it's usually got some bling and diamonds you know, to yeah. it then as well. Yeah. So I, I would think also that if you do say, can I borrow your ring, and they say no, and then you go to somebody else, I mean, you've got this wave of no's. Yeah. You know, it's hard to get well, somebody to say yes. Yeah. twice, and if they turn me down the second time, then I pull out the ring I have and let them initial that and go with it. Good advice. And if I can borrow the ladies' ring, and when it disappears, the appear on that key case the first thing that the husband will say is that that is is that your ring mm. and the wife say absolutely they verify that. yeah they verify it and, yeah. it, and then the, the magic's done yeah i was doing a ring routine uh, at a restaurant one time and there were two ladies together and i brought one woman's ring and went with my routine and after i produced it she said um she said, that's, she said, that's not my ring. Well, the lady who was sitting next to her said, yes, it is. And she just gave her the dirtiest look like she was trying to scam me. You know, wow. Have you ever had anything like that No, happen? I haven't. No, I haven't. Well, get ready. Get ready. You do street magic long enough. Absolutely. <laughs> Ray, thanks very much. Sounds like you're getting ready for the well, next event over here. Thank you very much. You bet. So the Magic Word Podcast. That was Ray Hardy. Scotty. We just finished the lecture with... Uh, I started to say Chappie Brazil, but actually it was, of course, Charles Bach talking about Chappie Brazil's watch seal and how he had taken this into new heights then again and just uh, really awesome and gave a lot of really uh, important tips. And if you haven't tried to watch seal, you should. And also I have seen the video that he is selling. It's available, I think, for most dealers, and it is a DVD rather than a download. If you get a chance, I would uh, highly recommend that because it's got a lot of really great tips and things on there. But uh, one of the people that uh, I would like to visit with here then right now is uh, someone who's a past international president. He's a pip of the uh, International Brotherhood of Magicians. Here he is, Bill Wells. Hey, Bill. Hi. How are you doing, Scott? Fantastic. So you've been involved uh, for a very long time. And you were president. When were you at uh, International? From 83 to 84. 83 to 84. And... uh, still been continuing to be involved with magic because I remember years ago that uh, you and Pete Byro, of course, worked with Joe Stevens back in the uh, day of the uh, Las Vegas seminars. Uh, we did the Desert Seminar before that, yeah. yes, and then the World Magic Seminar. And actually, Becca and I were co-owners of the World Magic Seminar toward the end. Is that, we got that from uh, Rich Block? Didn't Rich have that yes. then? Yes, Rich, Rich got it from Joe, and then he got tired of doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and Becca and I and uh, uh, Bob Rossi were co-owners toward the end. Was there anything that was, uh, I mean, that convention was completely different. I mean, obviously, that was in Las Vegas and the big casino and everything. It, it was a Tropicana, or where was it? That, uh, oh, it was at the Orleans. Orleans. Yes, okay. right. And then Stan, and um, I helped Stan a lot. He was thinking of how he was going to do Magic Live. Yeah. Uh, it was the close-up. And the second Magic Live, he did the close-up the way I'd suggested to him. And uh, the last Magic Live was superb. Yeah. Uh, he really, really broke all the records of that one, I thought. Well, every year he tries to, uh, you know, walk a tightrope, you know, trying something different. I mean, uh, there are some proven things that have worked in the past, but he's not afraid to try something new. The great one this year was the wrestling cheese. I hope you got oh, yeah, to I see, did that. see that. I did, yeah. Oh, that was great, yeah. yeah John Lovick was over there. And, yes, and missing right. Uh, the, the that was only person. one night, too, as I recall. I may have been, yeah. 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 One of those yeah. things, if you if you miss it, you miss it. Yeah, I had the real, had a cheese made. Yeah. And you get two hefty guys out there to try to wrestle it down. They couldn't do it. It was really yeah. a riot. I should have videotaped that. I was watching that. That was very, that was very cool. It's one of my favorite illusions you can never see anymore, That's obviously, right. you know. That's one of my favorite posters. Yeah, the Selbit poster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Uh, yeah, the Mighty Cheese. Uh, so when you were doing that then also, uh, back then, of course, we had... Uh, large attendance. I mean, attendance and conventions in general have gone down. Uh, do you remember about how many people had attended back then? Oh, we were getting around 900 people mm-hmm. at yeah. the, the best ones. Yeah. 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 yeah I remember um, one of the Desert Magic seminars. Uh, most memorable to me was the one that had uh, Vernon giving a lecture and then Slidini and uh, Ricky Jay. And, and then we all went to Siegfried and Roy's house. And uh, I, uh, they were having something then also for... Uh, Oh, I forgot what the gentleman's name was, who was a dealer. Uh, Ian, not uh, anyhow. 
It was great. Yeah, those were the very early ones, yes. Yeah, so it would have been like an early 80s or something. Yeah, very early 80s, yeah. And they always had a lot of fun things, as I recall, about that. You know, you'd have like hat night, and you know, everybody... Costume parties. Costume parties. Yeah, well, they were great. Which, in a way, I guess Stan has kind of continued on a little bit, you know, with Magic Life, where he's had like on the Sunday night some sort of a theme party. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah, people really got into that. I mean, Beetlejuice and and elaborate costumes. Yeah. It was great. I remember Jay Marshall was a... A bunny, that's right, a big bunny. <laughs> yeah. He was his own lefty, I guess. That's right, yes, he was his own lefty. That's right, he had a little Jay Marshall in the left hand. <laughs> but I remember then also the uh, the hats that the ladies wore, they were like specially made. It was, was kind of like uh, Kentucky Derby, it seems like, you know, as far as the hats that, I, that it seems like that, that, that they had a party. Yeah, was, you know, that Martha uh, Stevens would... Uh, there was a 50s party, too, yeah. once, the other thing, yeah. Yeah, a lot of fun. Do you remember any particular thing that was uh, either difficult to work with or something that was a challenge that you got over that comes to mind? <laughs> the challenge every year was meeting with Siegfried and Roy, okay. who sponsored it. Yeah. Uh, Siegfried loved it, but Roy always had something that had to be fixed. Oh, is that right? Roy, oh, yeah, Roy was very stern. And, and Joe and I and the other directors would go up to the dressing room and have to listen to Roy lecturing us. I remember the one year that a German contestant didn't win the, the, the People's Choice. Okay. So that's when they created the Secret and Roy Award. The Lion Award? The, well, no, that was after the Lion. Oh, this, okay. was, this was the Sarmoti Award. Oh, Sarmoni, okay. Right. And the Germans won it almost every year. <laughs> Were they judges? No. Well, they were their own judges. They were the only judges. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of like, okay, this is my buddy. He could... yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. Those were just uh, special times and different times, and that, oh, uh, yeah. the fact that you had gotten to get uh, together with Siegfried and Roy and planning all of this as well, they were an integral part. They just didn't lend their names to it, right? Oh, they, yeah, they sponsored it. They, and, yeah. and they, well, their names were lent. That was the, how they sponsored yeah. it, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And so everybody wanted to uh, come and compete, I know, for the award, and that was that was the big deal. Yeah, the, the seminars were great. And you're right, we tried different things. <clears throat> Becky organized the teen weekend, and a lot of the, like Jessica Jane and Alex Ramon, were kids that attended the teen weekend at the, at yeah. the seminar. And a lot of them got... Uh, she still calls them her kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was. Uh, I saw a picture just recently with uh, Lance Burton, uh, along with uh, Jessica Jane and with Alex, and saying, "Glad to see my my kids, you know, grow up, yeah, be successful." Right, right. That's right, and they've been very successful. Well, I know that you also, you and Becky, have uh, carried on with uh, Lance Burton uh, Teen Seminar throughout the IBM convention uh, uh, each year. Yeah, well, the IBM's kind of taken it over, and. and some different people are working. It's not it now. quite the same as what it was, but no, it's a little different. It's, yeah. a, it's the same idea. Yeah, yeah. same idea. And Jeff and uh, now uh, Eugene passed away. Jeff and Eugene used to be the facilitator. Jeff and Bride, yeah. And now it's uh, Larry Haas. Yeah. Oh, so Larry's the one who kind of uh, took, took Eugene's place. Yes. Okay, but yeah, Jeff's still involved, but right. now he has Larry. Kind of is, is okay. Yeah, they uh, continue to do that each year, and that's going to. For those who are interested, that is just a couple of days before the uh, regular IBM convention begins, and uh, your, your parent or guardian would come with you, and then it continues on throughout the convention. And it's really like a convention within a convention, is that right? I think so. I think that's what they're doing now. Yeah. 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 But I know that you're not as involved as what you uh, once were. I was speaking of Rich Block, by the way. I haven't seen him, uh, Rich and Susan, for a while. How are they doing? I think they're doing fine. Of course, his big thing now is the Charles Dickens oh, Theater right. yeah. over on the Eastern Shore. And uh, that's where all of his magic energies are going. You've been up there to see the show? Uh, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. Really neat. Yeah. yeah. There have been a proliferation, it seems like, of late, of a lot of magic uh, venues, you know, like Chicago Magic Lounge, House of Cards, Smoke and Mirrors, you know, and his Dickens Theater and some other places. Liberty Theater, I think, is another one that's yeah, out that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I think in the East Coast someplace. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure where that is. I've heard of that, though. Yeah. Yeah, but it uh, seems like, again, we're starting to see uh, more magic clubs or lounges that are opening, giving yeah. some magicians an opportunity to find places to work on a more regular basis, you know. And that was one of the interesting things in Magic Live, was that one room that was devoted, the Mystic Room, I think they called it. That was oh, the, the Mystique Room, the Mystique, Mystique Lounge. Room. Yes. Yeah. Which was based upon the Mystique yes. yeah, restaurant. Yeah, same thing, same idea. Really neat, yeah. It's good. That's right, I'd forgotten about that because, and that was pretty cool, they... Everybody came in, you got a special coin, and yes. you got a deck of cards, you That's know. That's right, yep, yep, 
real no. first class. Dr. Bob Sheets was very much involved in that. Oh, I didn't know Bob was involved. Yeah, oh yeah, he's one of their resident magicians, I guess they call them. Now they have two mystiques, don't they? have One in uh, California, another one in Utah, yeah. or four of them, you say then? Okay. Yeah. Huh. You know, multiple locations. And Bob kind of rotates among all those, or is he involved? Yes, in yes I think he does. Right. Okay. Yeah. I remember many years ago when it opened that Jonathan Pendragon was talking about, you know, going and, and working there. Not with his big show, but he was doing, you know, mentalism and stuff. So yeah. I know they have all kinds of acts that come through. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. Never been to one. We'll have to take have to I go have to, to go one. try that. Yep, myself. That's one place I have not yet visited as well. Uh, so what's uh, your next convention that you're, you're thinking about going to? Well, I'm thinking about Tricks in Charlotte. I'll see you there. Scott Robinson. I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> that's always a nice little convention. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of fun and um, you know good sessioning and everything and it involves you know a lot of cl- you know a lot of close up obviously of what yes. it is and Scott Robinson has been doing this for a long right. number of years. I think this is like number thirteen or something maybe. Yeah, I think it is. Right, it's been going on for quite a while now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I actually won a golden ticket last year, so I got it free. Oh, God, that's great! <laughs> well, you, how many conventions have you been to this year? Well, that'll be my twelfth. Twelfth, <laughs> that's pretty good. You need a golden ticket. <laughs> After a while, it's kind of like, you know, help me out a little bit here, guys. Which is now be a good time, by the way, to kind of pitch this. So for those of you who are listening, and if you're not a friend of the Magic Board, consider donating or pledging, you know, that you can go to patreon.com. And there you can find some information about the Magic Board podcast. And there's a way that you can help us. And there are a lot of perks you can get then as well. But obviously, we are providing these convention reports to you free of charge to you. But it's really the friends of the Magic Board are the ones who give uh, monthly donations. uh, Or if you give this regular... Oh, mercy. <laughs> if you give a, uh, yeah, they're getting ready for the next show, I think, over here. Or if you have a regular donation or something that, uh, you know, you, your, your support certainly helps because we have a lot of domain charges and hardware, software, and all that kind of issues. So, anyhow, thank you guys very much for your uh, your financial support. So, anyhow, yeah, I appreciate uh, you, you talking, Bill. It's, I haven't seen you then for a while. and so yeah, It's great to see you. Yeah. <laughs> so, for the Magic Word Podcast, that was Bill Wells. It's Scotty out. been talking not only with uh, uh, some of the contestants, but also we have been talking with some of the people who are talent and dealers and uh, organizers, etc. And I got with me now uh, the person who emceed last night's show, Carrie Pollock. Hey there, Carrie. Howdy. How are you? <laughs> Fantastic. That was a, a fun thing that you did because rather than doing one long act, you were doing like a bunch of different acts in between as the MC. Yeah, I uh, tried to kind of split it up, gave them time to set their props, and that's fun. And it was perfect. Uh, set up for it with the he had enough room in front of the main that uh, yeah. made it easy for everyone and i like that little thing uh, it seemed timely with october right now and halloween coming up with the voodoo oh, thing the voodoo, you know? yeah <laughs> yeah that's where i got all the skulls they had it all out halloween stuff so that, you said that, that so that wasn't just a joke no yeah it cost me like eight bucks for <laughs> 10 skulls or something you know? <laughs> I like the routine and everything. You've done that for a while, but the, the the variation you have on that particular trick and making it into that. And then, of course, the smoke and everything that he'd, uh, Charles put on the same. Yeah, you know, yeah. To it. and then I had the smoke coming out of the box, too, yeah. uh, which is nice, that, that green smoke coming out of the yeah, box. Yeah. So it worked out. And then uh, Bonesy, which was your bird, uh, kind of, was, speaking of the skulls. <laughs> and that grew some, too, uh, since he saw it in Ohio, yeah, right? Yeah, last time I saw it was in Ohio. Both, both yeah. versions, yeah. The, now I've got the whole thing that's self-opening and everything that last night's just started doing it when you mm-hmm. saw me in Cleveland and then uh, I added a lot to the voodoo and that stand and the skulls and the smoke coming out and and then uh, also uh, Bonesy now the uh, the addition to yeah. that is yeah where they're in his they have the cage with the bird with the prediction in the receipt in the bird's mouth before we even find out what it is which is really cool oh. now yeah. I don't know if you noticed that. That yeah, it's a uh, change I put in. That was because so it's you much more convincing. Take, yeah, you taken the the veil off of the cage. Yeah, and you could see when everyone could there. see it, and That's I had right. someone in the front row then, while holding it. And, yeah, then you ask. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought that was just yeah. like wait a minute, wait, that fooled me. Yeah, that's yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I have fun with that. Now your club is uh, down in Myrtle Beach, which is only a couple hours from no, here. No, Hilton Head Island. Hilton, I'm we're, sorry, in we're in Myrtle Beach. Beach okay, yeah. it's <laughs> been Hilton. a long weekend. It has. <laughs> I've not been getting any sleep here. This, uh, so yeah, you're down in uh, in Hilton Head, which is how far? About two or three hours. Uh, it's, from here, it's a good three and a half to four hours. Four okay. hours. So you're south drive. of Charleston. We're as far south as you can get. Okay. We're right by Savannah, Georgia. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, there's a beautiful place so in Savannah over yeah. there too. Yep, it is. Uh, Savannah's a great place. Charleston, great town too. Great. Uh, I love Charleston. There. And uh, have you met Wayne? Have you talked to Wayne yet? You know, I have. yes, Holy City Magic. Do. We great have, guy. Yep, he's we, in uh, Charleston. Yep, uh, I, I did a show in Charleston a while back, say with a friend of mine uh, over there, and uh, but I had known Wayne from. A, while back on mm-hmm. some other things because I used to book some or I, I do book lecture tours and oh that's was, right yeah. he was booking yeah. uh, you know through there then yeah. as well but um, uh, other things that you've been involved in have you just been sticking close to your club or traveling much or yeah this is Magic Live this year and this uh, these are the only two conventions I've been to mm-hmm. probably pretty much since we opened a club 10 years ago I've just been so busy with the club and it's hard yeah. to get me out of there because it's I don't really. I'd love to go out and perform elsewhere, but it's you're packing stuff up, and that was why I built the club so I can sleep in my own bed. And but I couldn't say no to Charles. He's a, one of the yeah. greatest guys out there and a good friend. And yeah. he asked me, and I said, "Oh yeah, I'm coming." You know. But as far as your club goes, then you've been booking friends and other magicians and comedians. No, or? very rarely. Uh, it's, it's still uh, just you. It's me, eighty-five percent of the really? time. Okay. And uh, but then when I do leave or even if I am there and just want to take a week off and Kelly and I take the boat somewhere mm-hmm. uh, we'll get uh, I normally bring in if a guest act uh, um, a good stand up comic yeah. uh, they're all very clean but very funny Yeah. and then I'll have Gary Maurer who's a good friend of mine he does a great job he, does, he can do an hour up front mm-hmm. but then Tim Hill is, is uh, he'll come in as a guest when I do use guest acts it's normally it's Someone that happens to be near the area anyway, and they're a good friend, and they'll come in and Master we have fun, and we, we we bring in a guest act from time to time. But we're yeah. doing more of it now because I do want to travel a little more, enjoy the boat more. And you consider so. yourself a, a comedy club? I mean, in the old style of regular comedy? No, clubs? no, we're nothing like a comedy okay. club. You haven't seen the club yet? I have haven't. You? I'm going to come yeah, down. You have to come down. It's no, it's uh, people walk in, uh, not to toot my own horn, but they want, and that's the thing i like best about i said no to this location so many times because it was it, it was an old it used to be a doctor's office in a mini strip center oh, okay and it still looks like one you walk in you think you're walking into a dentist's office <laughs> okay. and i know they don't expect anything but when yeah. you walk in and another reason i said no because there was no foyer and i thought oh wow we can't you know they walk in if someone walks in like they're in they're in the show oh, right okay. off the bat <laughs> And but I made that a huge plus. Yeah, it's rare that we get that. Everyone pre-purchases tickets or they're forty-five minutes to an hour sooner. But but it, when it does happen, I have a blast with that. But uh, it's a very comfortable, warm cabaret style. You feel almost like you're in a little French cabaret theater. You know, it's mm-hmm. a, it's it's not real large. We can get about eighty up to close to ninety people, but it's multi-level and booths. And a nice stage, nice proscenium, and so it's very warm. Cup people walk in and they just love it. You know, they, they, they think they're well. going to see a banquet room with a stage and chairs. Yeah. And oh my gosh, you feel like you're in someone's large parlor area. Mm-hmm. You know, entertain. Uh, and do you have food there as well? Yeah, full uh, food and uh, drink, full service. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So as far as comedy clubs, you probably haven't traveled uh, and done many clubs, or do you occasionally uh, go out? No, I haven't. I can't remember the last comedy club I worked. Yeah. Probably even before I built the club, I the only comedy club I worked in the last twenty years. Uh, Penny Bones, maybe was uh, no. It was uh, my buddy John who owned Sanibel Island Comedy Club. He was just a friend, so I'd worked that one for him. Yeah. And then uh, and then he had a comedy club in Hilton Head for a while before I went down. It's closed now. Uh, it closed, and that's why I went there because I had worked that enough. I had a good following there already, and it was a perfect place. It was a huge resort island. No live entertainment other than musicians or guitar players in restaurants. Right. Well, we do have the art center across the street from us, but they're they probably help us as much as they hurt us, you know. Yeah. So it's uh, there's no problem there. But uh, and then uh, because I was working on a deal in uh, Waikiki with uh, Hilton Hawaiian Village, and we mm-hmm. had a, a contract that got delayed slightly. I'd been talking to them to put my club in there in the Hawaiian Village. And at the same time, John told me he was going out of business. He and his partner were just closing it down. And I thought, you know, I like Hilton Head a lot. Yeah. I have a good following there. It'll be a lot easier to see the kids and the grandkids sure. than being over there. And and I'm, I'm so much, I know I'm happier here than I would have been in YPT. That's great. So. That's great. 
Yeah. Well, it's good seeing you then, Kerry, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. As you said, you know, Charles has uh, got a nice place here, and he's put on yeah, a, a good convention. Did a heck of a job, and a great convention for his yeah. first convention. Yeah. Yep. And uh, sure. look forward to this being successful in the future, and you've helped make it a success this year. Thanks a lot. Right. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. I appreciate it. For the Magic Word Podcast, I was Kerry Pollock, Scotty out. Continuing on with other performers, uh, I happen to run into somebody else who is uh, a perennial favorite uh, of everybody, particularly uh, card magicians, because cards are not inherently funny, uh, but this guy makes them hilarious. Steve Beam. Hey, Steve. Hi, Scott. How are you? <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, and you're always like the honorary guest of honor at Tricks Convention every year. It seems. <laughs> well, I'm, I think I'm the mouth. And I, and I work cheap, so Scott keeps getting me the back. The mouth from the south. The mouth from the south. An old friend of Scott's, and he's been generous in uh, giving me a platform. So. Yeah, that's very nice. Yeah. And, of course, that, the Tricks Convention is going to be coming up. I'll be going to a Tricks Convention as well. This is going to be the, my, my last one for the year. It's going to be a long year of conventions. But... Um, uh, that's always a lot of fun. And you, uh, were you a member of the, was it a slight club? That No, I've never been a member of the slight club. Uh, I'm too tall, actually. <laughs> it's only for short people. It's basically a club range for short magicians, you know, because the angles are different. I think they're more favorable that's for short true. magicians. Yeah, yeah. And, and you don't have to sit if you're doing, you know, close-up magic. It's great. Sit people and look down on it. So, uh, no, I'm too tall, so never been a member. And it's from Charlotte. It's a Charlotte thing. I'm in, I'm in Raleigh. You're in Raleigh, which yeah. is a little bit further north? Yeah, and I don't, I don't want to brag, but we are the capital city. You know, Charlotte's the also-ran. <laughs> and uh, when you were teaching some card tricks uh, there yesterday, were any of those from one of your books, or is that something new that's coming up in the next book? Uh, as it turns out, everything I did yesterday and the night before on the show uh, were from existing books. Okay. Yeah, nothing new there. I think when I last talked with you, didn't you say you have one more book possible? I have I have many more books possible, and now that I realize that I'm getting a little older, my bucket list is still remaining static, so I need to kind of start tackling that. Mm-hmm. So I have, a, I have several books that are in various stages of completion, and I just need to go ahead and do that. Now, there won't be any more semi-automatics, you know, card tricks, because that series is now complete at the 12 volumes. Right, right. Now, what do you I mean? There's not going to be a thirteenth, like a baker says, and kind of. You know thing. what? There won't be a thirteenth because I did. I, I tell people this; nobody believes me, but I did that index, the cumulative index, as a separate volume. Yeah. That was that was to keep me from coming back and writing another volume uh, thirteen because be yeah, I'm not going to redo the index, and anybody who bought the index would be a little upset. I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, bucket list wise, what is on your list that uh, you really want to do? Uh, well, I have a, first of all, I have a fair amount of unpublished new material that I'm very excited about. So I'd like to do that. I'd like to, there's also, I have a lot of stuff written on making card tricks entertaining Mm -hmm. and engaging and how to turn it so it's not just a card trick that everybody else does. Yeah. What separates that from entertainment in some cases? Mm -hmm. Uh, Not all, they're not synonymous, that's for sure. And then the last thing, uh, the other one that's pretty far along is a book on stand-up card magic and that's That's, uh, lacking i don't think i've seen a book on that well you know it's it's kind of problematic if you have if you're nowadays close-up for magicians even is 150 people Mm -hmm. so stuff that plays on the table unless they have the video doesn't work well and the same same when you go to cocktail parties Mm -hmm. if you're at a fairly large cocktail party let's say up to 100 people more than that no but um up to 100 people card tricks still work but they've got to play up and out and not down and right. people looking down on it. You can't have a table because the structure of the audience is such that you can't get 100 people to look down on the table at one time without rake seating. That's why I call them up. Oh, and that's that's an important point to remember. And I, so I've, I've, I've done a lot of work on that. And you saw, actually you saw a couple of them the other night, uh, my three-piece combo where it's the jumbo fan, you rip off the top half and there's two yep. there. That was in the show the other night. And then also the opener I did for the show was the... Um, the one where we construct a card in their mind, one in a bazillion. Oh, one in a bazillion. Yeah. 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 Which reminds me of, uh, uh, what was that joke about those uh, two blondes? One was talking with the other one and said that, uh, uh, I slept with a Brazilian last night. And the other one said, that must have been a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> when I talk about Only bucket- because you've got a microphone, I might add. <laughs> 
Well, when I was talking about uh, bucket lists, uh, I just got back from Germany. One of my bucket list things, one of the last things on my bucket list was to go to Oktoberfest, which I just did. Oh, yeah. So have you got some things like that that you wanted to do? Uh, not so much. No, I've, you know, I've, I've traveled the, the, my entire career. I always made time to travel and to go do... I, I mean, I an accountant's always in town. I always thought you kind of tied your office. But, you know, I haven't been an accountant in 35 years. I was a CEO for the last mm-hmm. part of my career and then now been retired for 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, I actually... Uh, I talk about Oktoberfest. I've, I've performed in a uh, Christ and Munch theater in Munich. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that's Dennis Bear's theater. Yeah, right. And so, I mean, you know, you, you can pretty much, if you name the city, I can tell you, if I've been there, I can tell you what I've done there that was, that would be on my bucket list had I not done it already. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, no, I, if it weren't for the stuff that's unpublished that I've still got, I could go ahead and die. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can yeah. do that any moment now. <laughs> In fact, for there was a time on stage when I was, you know, questioning Very whether close. that was that, yeah, that evening. Yeah. So. Well, some might say that you have several times. Yeah, that they would, but, uh, but where are they now? You know, <laughs> I'm not saying they're dead. I'm just saying it they're not, not going to speak any further. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. seen them in a while. <laughs> Keep that in mind. <laughs> I will. Uh, so, what else have you got uh, planned as far as as, as far? I mean, you can talk about the bucket list on the on the books and everything. But anything else like uh, next year? You uh, have you been to FISM before, by the way? Oh yeah, I've been to uh, let's see, two FISMs, the one in Torino, and then of course I just got oh, back. Torino's from- one's coming up. I mean the one that was over in... Uh, Excuse me. Uh, Rimini, Rimini. Rimini, yes. Yeah. I went to the Rimini FISM. That was my first. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the one in uh, Canada. That was great, except yeah. that uh, I got COVID on the way up there and spent the entire convention, the entire convention in the bed. That's why I didn't in the, see in you, the hotel room. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. No fun. No, not at all. It was uh, the most expensive trip to nowhere I've ever taken, <laughs> you know? Oh, man. Uh, for- fortunately, I had a friend with me. He brought COVID with him. That was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, gave it to me, and then so we basically showed each other card tricks for a week. Yeah. Except for, I think, Tuesday and Wednesday, in which case we couldn't get out of bed. So. <laughs> out, of, out of our beds, plural. Yeah, I was going to say. Just to clarify. Just, just to clarify. Yeah. yeah. This was not a fun trip for that. <laughs> in many ways. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you got to be friends. <laughs> true. True. Very close friends, as it turns out. Yes. Well, have you been enjoying this convention, by the way? It's a great convention. I think they, you know what, Charles Bach has done with with Dave Tanner and Jerry, I think they've just done a great job of punching all the buttons. I mean, they've got what the stage performers, comedy. I mean, they got a stage show, a comedy show, an illusion show tonight. They did a close up show. They did. They brought in card guys. Uh, I mean, everything but mentalism, and it doesn't get any better than that, you know? <laughs> That, that, was meant, that, that was not a complaint. <laughs> yeah. uh, plus, also the Houdini collection, which you don't see. Oh, the, yeah. You know. oh yeah. Well, you're upstairs, and there's all the, uh, I mean, the straitjacket, the the locks, the picks, mm-hmm. the uh, paperwork, the ephemera, everything. I, you know, Dave's Dave's collected just a tremendous amount of stuff. And I was looking at some of the. There was a letter from Marquess on the uh, documenting or pro- providing the provenance on the straitjacket. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going. Well, heck, I'd be happy just owning the letter. You know, yeah. he's he's got the letter and the straitjacket. Just give me the letter and let me have that for my collection. Yeah, we'll call was, it a day. That was one of the things too. I was talking with him about the uh, uh, magic wand. He had Houdini's wand. And oh he, yeah. And uh, he has letter of authenticity about that as well but then he also found a photo apparently of him performing in london i think maybe even using the wand you know yeah, i think when this he was, was one that. given to him by will goldston right that was it yeah yeah, yeah. 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 that's pretty cool i asked him last night i said what's your favorite item in the whole group and i was surprised that it was the wand yeah you know? yeah i mean wand is a stick come on you know i mean i i i, I think the, the straight jacket and the manacles and all the other stuff are cooler, but the, but the wand is certainly cool. It is kind of cool. And then another one that uh, Howard Blackwell had that was a wand made from his house. Remember yes. The wood? yes recently? And I, uh, yes, and I got one of those as well. Did you? I bought one, I, I don't know, a couple of years ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just uh, not sure why, but now I've got one as well. My, I think it's the only Houdini item I've got in my collection. I almost got one, but I ended up getting the small Ouija board instead. Oh, yeah. I well, made out of that wood. if you almost got one, we can talk about it, you know? <laughs> I was so close. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can fix that. Well, and I know a guy who has one. It's you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Why should I buy one when I know a guy? Well, there you go. Just invite him to my house, and I'll, show, I'll give him a tour. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Anytime, so, Scotty. Take Magic care. Magic Word Podcast. I was Steve Beam. Scotty out. Another one of the 
performers that uh, is here this week at the Magic of the Beach is a street performer, and he had given a lecture. I think it was probably one of the first lectures. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> hey, wacky Chad. Hey, Chad. Hey, how you doing? Fantastic. Good. That's good. So was this your first time you've lectured, actually? For yeah, for the most part. It's not okay. that I haven't taught street yeah. performing, but this is my first time doing like a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. You know. Because you were talking about not just necessarily about street performing, but also some good ideas for getting tips and social media and Venmo and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so the, my, my thing was why do you busk and then, you know, how do you busk? Mm-hmm. So if you don't have the why, you know, what are you and doing? And there are three you things. Know. What were the whys? Uh, the why, why you busk is you're awesome. Why hide your talent in a closet? Yeah. You know, they like... It, Go out there and do it. There's just, everybody's walking by. They're bored. They want to see something. Yeah. You're a magician. Like people want to see magic, right? Like, right. like they don't even know they want to see it, and they they want to see it. Like, you, no, nobody thinks that they want to go see a pogo stick <laughs> until they see it, right? Which is what you do. You, by yeah, the way, people who don't yeah, know yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do the stunt comedy one man circus show. It involves the extreme pogo stick trick, and so it's just kind of novelty, kind of cool stuff. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, so get out there and you know do it. It's 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 fun for you. It's fun for them. You're just out in the world. You book more gigs because people see you. That kind of thing. Um, so how you do it is basically just get a crowd full of strangers. Then keep your audience. You got to turn your crowd of strangers into an audience. That's how you keep them. You keep them by performing your content that you actually are, you know, good at. You're solid at. And then you uh, you turn those that audience into fans. If you turn them into fans, that they'll buy your merchandise or they'll tip you. Because fans are kind of like close to like a friend supporting you, mm-hmm. and so that's that's kind of like the thing. Get a get a crowd, keep an audience, and then you'll receive from fans. Because then the fans will follow you, and they'll come back and say, "Oh, I yeah. uh, like Chad's over here, you yeah. know, performing at this mall or whatever." And you mainly operate out of uh, like Faneuil Hall area. Yeah, Faneuil Hall. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's like there's 15 acts at Faneuil Hall. They even have a music act program and even a magic act program. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the 15 circle acts variety acts. We go out there, and we're on a Google Calendar schedule. We meet every once a month on yeah. Zoom, and we put in our times for when we want. We get a two-hour time slot. We do two shows you know, in that time slot. I do yeah. one o'clock and a two o'clock spot, and I'm done for the day. And I know also that you've attended and won at several busker festivals around the world. Yeah, they, it's kind of fun. It's like a people's choice winner, you know, just kind of like what people think is fun. Do they add up the amount of money, or so, how do they decide for people's choice? It's just more just like you get a, like a little trophy and a little recognition. No, no, I mean, know. as far as how you how, who, how the judges determine who wins uh the the the, well the people do they they go to the booth the information booth that was my question yeah yeah they go to the information booth and they just kind of vote and you say in your show hey i'd really like to uh if you really really like my show it'd be immensely important if you can vote for me vote twice yeah vote twice yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) you can do that in georgia (laughs) sorry So what do you think of this convention? You've probably not been to this uh, event before, have you? I have not been to this convention. However, uh, Charles Bach invited me to do his 4 o'clock time slot, uh, you know, to do, like, my full stunt comedy show. So I was here last year doing it, trying to get people into the theater pre-ticket sales. Not the way I do it, just passerbys, right? So that was kind of a change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, like, Facebook ads, Google ads, kind of learning that dynamic of how to get people... You know, digitally, I get you know throughout the web and stuff, advertising your show. So I found out about this magician, uh, this magic convention through Charles Bach, and he invited me to do a lecture. Like, hey, you should do a lecture on busking, because I I think that street performing or even just performing outside on the street, even if it's a fair or festival, if you, even if it's not like for tips, there is some elements to be said about like when you're at a fair and you try to get a crowd kind of show. Yeah, if you're in that kind of gig. That there is elements to be said about, like, how do you get a crowd to like you? Because fairs or festivals aren't going to hire a magician back if they can't keep a crowd or get a crowd. Mm-hmm. And the audience, it will be completely brutally honest by walking away. And that will eat at your soul for a little bit, but they'll tell you the honest truth of what they really think about you. Because other people might be like, oh, you're good, but you're probably mediocre. You know, right. and uh, they're just telling you that because they don't want to. Right, yeah. A lot of people kind of, you know, oh, this is, you know, th- that. So... It's it's like okay, I'm not performing for magicians. I'm performing for people. So what do the audience want to see? You know, it's a little bit of your own taste too. You don't yeah. want to like lose your soul or your voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you do want to kind of have like what you think is fun or funny and this and that too. Um, you know, kind of make them like it. Right. <laughs> but but right. you know, I don't know. Um, but but yeah, it does. I do think it helps your skill to go from. The, the, the theater shows to the inside. So I've kind of almost done the reverse, though, where I've learned how to street perform, where I I can do bad shows, I can do good shows, I yeah. can do all that kind of stuff. You a lot of experience, flight time. So coming to this theater show was was like, I know how to, like, 
win over my audience. No problems. It doesn't matter if it was seven people, <laughs> you know, poorly advertised or it's a nice day for the beach and I have a four o'clock time slot. Mm-hmm. Or if it was like I had the the day off that Charles had, he had the seven o'clock time, but he would have the Monday off. So seven o'clock was like, okay. Yeah. So then I have like a good 70 people watch my show. And that was like, mm-hmm. okay. When I had people here, it was, and, the, and uh, at this magic convention, I was able to do a, a 15 minute spot with all the, the variety acts that were right. here. Right. And I felt I did a really good job because the room was full, you know, and it, you can just tell it was like, finally I'm doing this theater with a, almost a sold out crowd. And it felt, yeah, it felt really, really good. So I was like, I'm not messing this up. You know, I'm going to do a good job. I, I even like thanked the audience for laughing at a joke that was kind of not working. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you for laughing at that, that joke. It was, it's been a while since I've heard laughter from that one. You know, it was just that kind of. Like you know, the it's it's a it, that's another thing too about busking. It's it's a relationship with your audience. It's like you're not just, they're not strangers anymore. You become you're connecting with people, so you kind of almost want to be like, oh, I want to add you on Facebook. I want to be your friend. I want right. to follow you on Instagram. It, it, you kind of really get to know people in that sense. And who doesn't like laughing? Yep. Who doesn't like cool things like magic? And that's or, where you really start to get the yeah. fans also yeah. converted to fans. Because that, I mean, you're in, you're in the entertainment. Like it doesn't matter where you are in the world. Even I've been to 25 different countries. Laughter is unanimous. People, the, magic's almost unanimous. Like right. You know, and it's kind of like a language in itself of just like people having a good time, yeah. and that's kind of that's kind of what life's all about is just having a good time. Yeah, good and, philosophy, you know. So yeah, that's so good. go out there and make the world laugh. Show them your talents. Don't hide in a closet. Whether it's street performing or booking the next gig, you know, get out there and do because uh, you know sometimes we find ourselves just kind of searching for the next gig. That's right. You know, obviously do that, but do that so that way you can get outside. Can't advice. get outside. Go go out and busk. <laughs> <laughs> go busking. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. It's great advice. Good. Thanks very much, Chad. I appreciate welcome, it. Yeah. So, for the Magic Word Podcast, that was Wacky Chad, Scotty Allen. Well, the one person that we have not yet talked to, and in order to com- have this come full circle, that is to complete the uh, uh, all of the reports that we've had so far during this past weekend is to talk with uh, the head organizer and the guy who's running the theater, Charles Bach. Here's the guy right now. Hey, Charles. Hey, Scott. Great to have you. Thank you. Very good to have you here as well because it has been just a phenomenal convention and uh, you have such great friends who have come in in order to uh, you know give their time and uh, you can you can really feel the love that everybody has as we've been saying all along it's really been the Charles Bach party in which everyone else happens to be invited to your party and so it's cool it's been an amazing time Everybody has been fantastic. I feel like I've made a bunch of friends during yeah, this whole Yeah, new convention. friends. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. You probably had some challenges uh, <laughs> as you've been coming There's along. There's always challenges, yes. But it surprisingly, it all came together. Yeah. And it really did uh, turn out to be a great convention. Great enough that you think you're going to do it again next year. Well, they I don't think they're going to let me not do it now. <laughs> <laughs> not do it. It's for sure. You know, yeah, when the response that you were saying, should we do it again next year, it was universal, you know, that uh, uh, claim. And everybody wants to do it again. I think so. And I'm ready to do it again. I might ask for a little more help, though. <laughs> yeah, because you kind of seem like uh, just a one-man band. If it wasn't for Jerry Thompson and, you know, Dave Tanner and a few other people who were helping. but It uh, would really be, yes, it would be challenging. So I'm glad I have a team. I'd like to expand that team, and I'll throw them a free registration for helping out. <laughs> <laughs> and this is just a great place. So the good time of the year also. Also, because it's not during a summer when it's high tourism season, when it's going to be too busy or too hot and humid. So this is a good, I assume the same time next year? This is a great time. Myrtle Beach is a great for fall festivals. There's all kinds of things every single weekend. And the people that live around here, they come out for the weekends to experience things. It's a perfect time to come to Myrtle Beach because there's less tourists mm-hmm. and more, more fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, it has been great. Um, has there been a highlight for you or something? I mean, I know that you've got friends. Are you I know Christian Miro has even stayed at your house. I mean, yes. it's great that, you know, the way we've got people staying in different places. And, of course, the motels are, and hotels are just, like, practically next door, just a easy walking block away. You don't have to have a car. But anyhow, I was going to say, is there something that was a highlight for you that you were glad something that you hoped was going to come together actually did? Tonight was the pinnacle of the, of the whole convention. It felt like we were on top of the mountain at the end, mm-hmm. and all of my friends and the 
the audience standing on their feet at the end of the show, confetti yeah. raining down on us. It was it was a great end to the whole convention. Well, it was a good show, and I really liked to uh, begin with that you were opening uh, with not only the MC but also doing some shows from your wonder show that you do uh, some illusions. This was the Grand Illusion show, and then next we had uh, John Chirac that was just rocking it. He was just great too. Although he wasn't doing big illusions, he was doing a, a big stage show basically with just ropes and and the billiard balls and everything's great. And I think he fried the audience with the interactive stuff. Yes. Oh, he did. For sure. (laughs) And then uh, Chipper Merrill had come out after he had a great lecture this afternoon talking about Doug Henning, that it was just really good that we happened to have uh, him do his uh, linking rings and also a couple other things that were Doug Henning type stuff. It was great. Absolutely amazing. I love Doug Henning, and to see Chip perform those pieces... It brings tears to my eyes and makes my heart flutter. Yeah. And then Alexandra. I had not seen her all weekend. I'm assuming, is she uh, Greg Fruin's wife? or No, that's not Greg Fruin's wife. Alana is his wife, but uh, he's been working with uh, Alex, Alexandra for many, many years at his theater. She's been, more, I think, almost 16 years. Oh, she wow. was about 18 years old when she started. Mm-hmm. So all these years they've been working together. They're a great team. Mm-hmm. And now she's performing some magic as well. She's going to be on Penn & Teller Fool Us this season. Okay. And that starts running at the uh, late October. And you'll definitely see how she did on that show. Some more on her. That's right. And then, of course, closed out with Greg Fruin. So he must have uh, hauled a lot of those illusions down. He just didn't borrow yours, I guess. He borrowed one of my illusions that he happened to build. Is that the spiker thing? The light spiker yeah, yeah. he built. Yeah, he built that for me. And then he brought the other ones down. Mm-hmm. That was great. Uh, so Alexandra was his assistant that uh, he'd been working with years, and so that way that she also complimented the show. It was great because I hadn't seen her, you know, for the over the weekend, and I thought, well, you know, who is she? She's on the bill, but maybe she didn't show up, and that was a last-minute change or something. So it was cool. And she did a great job. She's fantastic. Yeah, really. that uh, card trick she did in the uh, mouth fool. I think that fooled a lot of people. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah, very well done. Altogether, uh, again, you're satisfied, and I can see why. Oh, totally satisfied. I love my friends, and I'm so grateful that they were a part of this. Absolutely. And now you're kind of anxious to sleep for a week? I will sleep, but not until after my matinee show tomorrow. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sunday afternoon matinee. What, is it just on weekends you have the show? Or are you on a Sundays weeknight? we have a matinee. There are yeah. some, uh, so there's a lot of retirees. There's mm-hmm. 90 golf courses here, so there's mm-hmm. a lot of retirees here. And some of them don't drive at night. Yeah. So we actually do one matinee show a week just for them. Okay, but then during the week nights? Seven right? o'clock shows. Okay. Seven yeah. o'clock so shows. So really no rest for the wicked, it sounds like. Nope, not at all. <laughs> Although that's the stage is my moment of zen. Uh, that's great. That's great. You do a great job. I, I When I saw your full show the other night, that can't say enough uh, outstanding seller things about it. I mean, your, your dance, your movements, your assistance, the uh, stage, the lighting, the music. I mean, it's the whole package. I really think people ought to come here to uh, see your show. It's worth it's worth the drive. If you're anywhere in the southeast, drive to Myrtle Beach, come to Wonders Theater. We would love to have you. <laughs> so, for the Magic Word Podcast, I think that's going to be a wrap from Myrtle Beach. Great job again, Charles, on a con- successful convention. Thank you so much, Scott. <laughs> Glad to have helped any way I could. So, for the Magic Word Podcast, that was Charles Bach. This is Scotty out. <laughs> <laughs>